You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 91. In this episode, I'm speaking to Kaitlin Becher on how to profit from your Facebook group. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Kathleen Becher, who helps online entrepreneurs start and grow profitable Facebook groups. Kathleen is a great friend since a year and has shared her strategies with my VIP masterminders and inside my Somba program. And now you will hear from her too. You will find links to Kathleen and show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 91. I am so excited to be here with Kathleen Becher, who I kind of knew but didn't know until we met in James Wetmore in a circle, his VIP mastermind. And when I was sharing who I was in mastermind with, with my uh, clients, and they were like, oh, you're with Caitlin? <laughs> so I was like, oh, I have to get to know her. So Caitlin, thank you for being on the show. Yes, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here today, Sigrun. So... You have such a fantastic topic, and I know my audience will love this, absolutely love this. So it's how to profit from Facebook groups. And before we dive into the topic, tell us how do you, going from being an entrepreneur, coming to this topic, and why it's become your thing? Well, it was kind of funny because when I started my uh, social media consulting business in 2015, initially I specialized in Instagram. And I loved Instagram, it was great. And in order to promote my Instagram consulting services, I started a Facebook group. <laughs> and you know, I, of course, I used Instagram as well, which was great. But after a time, you know, it had been about, about a year had gone by and I was starting to notice that I was getting a lot more traction from my Facebook group than I was on Instagram. And, this really got me thinking, and the other thing that I noticed started happening was that other um, Facebook groups started to become a bit more popular. So I noticed these other Facebook groups popping up, and I would go inside of their Facebook groups, and I would just be like, what? Like, why aren't they doing this? Or why aren't they doing... Like, I would see all of these, you know, these missing pieces, and that's when I really started thinking, like, wait a minute, like, I think... I think this is not just luck for me. I think I have an actual like system <laughs> that's that I'm using here in order to get results. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to test this out a bit. So I reached out to a few people, you know, helped them on the side just to kind of validate that my processes were going to work for other people. And, the, and it did. And I was really, really excited about that. And so I launched it for the first time in 2016. And I've been selling it ever since then. So it's been, it's been really crazy. It's like, I think it's like a case of one of those things where, you know, 
you're just sitting kind of sitting on this idea and you're not really even sure that that it's like a really good idea. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes we we all have these special things that we're really just good at and we but we kind of take it for granted and we don't really like value you know, value it because we're like, oh, this is easy. Well, it's easy to you because you have a system that you're actually using and executing on. (laughs) Yeah, I think the point is that we don't realize that we have a system because people ask me, well, how do you come up with a framework or system or process? And well, most of the cases, it's already there. You just don't see it yet because you haven't realized that this is your zone of genius until someone tells you, or like you in your case, maybe you start to say, oh, wow, I'm actually really good at this. Yeah, yes, exactly. A lot of times it's very difficult to see those things, you know, for yourself. Although I have found that it's really, that having a Facebook group actually helps bring that out. So let's say, you know, you're not trying to sell a course about Facebook groups in your Facebook group or what, you know, you're not trying to do that, but you're going to start once you have that group and people are asking questions and talking to each other about your topic of expertise, it kind of, it makes you feel more confident because you're like, oh, wait a minute, like people really do need my help. Wait a minute. People are actually going about solving their problem in a completely incorrect way. Right. And so having a group, having that community kind of helps you see that. Well, there's so many benefits to groups. And we also know, on the other hand, some people have been closing their groups and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what do you say to that? Before we dive into your wonderful process, what do you say to all this closing of the groups? So first of all, there's one thing that I think people have kind of like forgotten about. And that's, you know... If you have a Facebook group and you're starting your business and your business grows to millions of dollars and then you decide it's time to close your Facebook group because, you know, as we all know, what got you here won't get you there. That's just fine. But if you are still working towards hitting $100,000 in your business, like, you better keep that Facebook group going. You know what I mean? Like it's not, I mean, it's like comparing apples to oranges. Just because, you know, someone who is making millions of dollars, if they decide to close it, like, well, what, what led them there, right? Like what brought them from zero to millions? Well, their Facebook group was a part of that. And at this point in their business, they, they don't need it as much anymore. Maybe they have other avenues, other, you know, ways of doing things. And that's normal. We should all be doing that. We should all be changing as our business is growing. But we cannot devalue strategies that really, truly, you know, work for beginners. Like, here's another example. Like, let you know, some people say, oh, like, you know, guest blogging is dead. It's the worst. Like, don't ever do it. Okay, well, when you're when you're first starting out, it's actually pretty great, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, ob- like if you're making millions of dollars, are you going to guest blog? Probably not. That's probably not the best use of your time. But you know, we need to stop kind of comparing what works, seeing what works for someone else, and trying to fit into that model or whatever it is without really thinking about like what's our point, you know. Yeah, that's very true. And you know, it's about time. And your time becomes a 
totally different dimension when you're making seven figures and there are some yes. things that just are not worth your time anymore. It doesn't mean that a beginner shouldn't do it. So I'm glad you, you kind of touch on that, that these people who have been known to closer groups, they're in a totally, totally different place. And it's also like, I mean, their groups have like 70,000 people in them or what, you know, I mean, that's, that's different than managing a group of one or 2,000 people and trying to, you know, hit your first six, six figures or your first seven figures or whatever it is. But it's just like on a totally different scale. Yeah. Okay, so now we've gotten that out of the way. Good. Yes. We've, we've, we've addressed the elephant in the room. And, <laughs> and now I would love to hear from you. Like, what is going on? There's like a desert in so many Facebook groups. And people mm. would love to know, first of all, okay, many have started Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. And they have a few hundred people, maybe 300, 500, and there's nothing going on. Yeah. How do they get started again? Okay, so what I see happening a lot is that all of us, you know, coaches, consultants, course creators, we all got into this business because we want to help people, right? Yes, we want to make money, but we really want to help people. And we all have valuable information to share. What I have found happening in a lot of Facebook groups is that in an effort to give value to our community, we've sort of gone into this method of like giving tips and tricks. Like, mm. like that's what that's what our content is, right? Like, so like, and like, let's, for example, let's say that I teach that I'm a health coach, okay? Well, obviously that's not true, but let's just say I am. <laughs> so if I'm a health coach, then, you know, I see a lot of people posting a health tip like a daily health tip inside their Facebook group and they don't get a response. So then it escalates and then they start to give more information, right? Because they're like, oh my gosh, like this is not like nobody's responding. So I'm going to do like good more. Before you know it, they're bombarding their audience with so much content, so many, like so much free stuff, so many tips and tricks that their audience is overwhelmed And that's not how you build community. That's not how you build connection, right? Like people are in your group because they want connection. Your, you know, your Facebook page, that's your stage, right? Your Facebook page is your stage. You're pushing content, pushing this, pushing that. But your group is a community. And in order to really foster that sense of community so that people are not only talking to you, but they're talking to each other and they're starting their own conversations. In order for that to happen, like you've got to do a really great job of forming that connection. And, it, and that connection does not come from jamming a bunch of tips and tricks down someone's throat. You know, it's kind of like I'm sure you've heard that saying before, you know, if you want people to be interested in you, you have to be interested in them. Well, on a Facebook group, if you want people to open up to you, you need to open up to them and you need to start sharing not tips and tricks, but sharing stories and things that are relatable, that help people that, yes, like share your message and share, like help people understand what you stand for, but there's value in that. I feel like once people make that shift, it totally changes the game 
for their group. And that is something that's very difficult to under, it's very difficult to understand. Like it sounds simple. Okay, stop giving tips and tricks and I'll connect more. But it's hard because we have a lot of kind of internal blocks to doing that. Like, well, is my story enough? Like, is this enough? Like I'm not giving, you know, top five ways to do this or, you know, one time saving hack for that. Like, since I'm not doing that, like, is my story enough? Like, is this really enough? And that goes a lot deeper into how you determine your worth and all that kind of stuff. All that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that fun stuff and self-worth and yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we could go, that could be 10 episodes yes. <laughs> <laughs> dealing with that. Okay. So let's say I, I start to be more open and share my yeah. story. And I can totally relate to that because I feel... I've talked to so many entrepreneurs who have pivoted in their business, gone from doing this to that, or like in your case, Instagram to Facebook groups, Mm -hmm. and still most of your audience follows you. Well, it's not necessarily the topic, it's you. Yes. And that's why it works with the stories. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. But how do I shift from then profiting? Because that's exactly what Mm -hmm. you are all about, how to profit from Facebook groups. So... The way I see it is that the Facebook group itself should be a place where you are stirring desire, where you are illuminating pain points, you're shedding light on knowledge gaps, but the selling itself takes place off of Facebook groups, right? It takes Mm. place whether it's in a webinar or an email sequence or something like that. But that, so the specific sales mechanism takes place outside of Facebook group. The Facebook group is just a place where you're getting people excited about this specific topic that you're an expert in. And Mm. if you want, I'd like to dive just a teeny bit deeper into that. Yes. Because we, um, because this is something that I see a lot of people asking about, like, you know, how am I, what kind of, you know, what is that? Um, you're going to have to go ask daddy, okay? Hey, mama, don't talk to daddy. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I can't do it right now, honey. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Why don't you go get your pigeon book and write down some of those words? Can you just tell me something to worry Write this word. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Um, getting ready for school. <laughs> um, okay, so um, what I wanted to talk a little bit about is just kind of, you know, how you kind of differentiate the the content that you share inside of your free Facebook group from the content that you share inside of, you know, like a group for your clients or yeah. uh, for your students or something like that. So, you know, the kind of the three basic types of content that I feel like are really important to share inside of a Facebook group are number one, content that really helps to stir desire, right? And what I mean by that is that, you know, a lot of people, they jump right in to solving the problem because again, we want to help, right? We want to be like, oh no, you're in pain. Like, let me put a bandaid on it. Let me fix that for you, right? But your audience, they don't even understand why they're in pain. They don't understand why they're suffering. And they also, 
sometimes when they think they do understand, it's actually like not the real source of pain, right? So like, I'm sure you see this a lot where you're like, someone may come to you and be like, Sigrun, I need help with this launch. Like I got a launch, like this is my main problem. How do I do that? And you know, if that happened in a free group and if right away, if you jumped in and were like, you know, okay, so step one, build your email list. Step two, you know, like you went into solving a problem, but what if you stepped back and and really got to understand, well, well, why do you think you need to launch? You know? Yeah. And they would say that, well, why do you think that's happening? Like maybe that's, well, because I need money. Well, why do you need money? Well, because I don't have cash flow. Okay, there's your problem. Your problem is cash flow. Your problem is not, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it would be a complete band-aid waste of time to try to solve their launch problems when their real problem is cash flow. And what would happen is if they took your band-aid advice, if they had gone through and implemented that launch stuff, it would not have worked for them because that would not, because that's not their true problem. They would have, they would still be having cash flow problems, right? So it's really important that we step back and we ask these, these kinds of questions because what's happening is that yes, you're helping that one person get clear first of all, on like what the real problem is, right? You're still like, it takes a long time to just diagnose, like never mind cure. Like let's talk about diagnosing the problem. It takes a long time to do that. And while you are doing that, guess who's watching? Everyone else in the Facebook group is watching and they think you're a genius. That that's it. Like, right. Because they're like, wait a minute, like, whoa, this is different. Like, you know, this person is coming in asking about this problem. And, you know, Sigrun is now like talking about this. Well, wait a minute. Well, maybe I need to start worrying about this. Well, wait a minute. I struggle with cash flow too. You know, well, wait a minute. Sigrun has an entire program all about cash flow or like what, you know, whatever it is. It's like, we need to stop speeding up. What's that? Okay, this is, I think I saw... I cannot take credit for this. I know I saw this on a bumper sticker or something, but it's like that phrase that says you need to slow down to speed up. Yes. Right. And that's so true when you're a Facebook group host and we get into this method of like, oh, someone's engaging in my group. Someone's asking a question. Okay. Now I got to solve their problem because everyone's watching. No, don't jump to solving their problem. Slow down and start asking questions so that you can better understand exactly what's going on with that person. And some people get mad at this. By the way, like there will be people in your group who you try to help in this way and they'll be, uh, they'll get upset and they'll be, you know, they'll say, well, that's not my question or like, cause they, they want a bandaid and they'll leave and that's great <laughs> because those are not the kinds of people that you want as clients and customers. Right. But so many other people are watching like yeah. lurkers, you know, Facebook group lurkers get a bad name. I love my lurkers. They're amazing. Lurkers are the ones who are going to buy. Because they're in there, they're quiet, they're watching, they're seeing like how you, they're seeing what's going on and they're learning. And a lot of times the people that are most engaged in your group will never buy, but that's okay too, because they, you know, everyone kind of serves in this ecosystem of Facebook groups, everyone serves their purpose, right? Yeah, everyone has a role. And you know, if they're just using you as a Google, it's better to get rid of them anyway. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Let me Google that for you. There's even a URL for that. Oh my gosh, I know, I know. <laughs> so you wanted to dive into the second one. You said this was the oh, one yes. of the first okay, pieces. So, so that's kind of how, you know, like, st- you know, you're stirring desire for your program by kind of 
like stepping back and really helping diagnose the problem. And so then by the end of the, you know, the conversation, people are like, oh, wait a minute, like this is actually my problem. And then you can, you can say, you know, well, I have a this to offer you. Or a lot of times you don't even have to say that. Like they ask for it, right? Yeah. Like they're so like connected with you in that moment. Like they're asking for what's next. They're like, well, how do I fix this? Yeah. Right? They want to know. And so the second thing, the second kind of topic, so we got stir desire for paid programs. We have building KLT. That's no like and trust. And of course, that relates a lot to the storytelling that I talked about earlier. And then the third thing is you need to really want to help people. Like if you want a Facebook group just so you can kind of feed your ego and feel popular and, you know, whatever, like that's a Facebook group is not for like, you're not going to get results from it. You're just not. But what I would like to kind of encourage your listeners to do is to go, if they have a Facebook group, go back into your own Facebook group and tally that stuff up. So go back and check, like, how much content are you sharing inside of your Facebook group that is stirring desire for your programs, that is building KLT, and that is helping people? Because my prediction is that you're going to have a lot of posts in there where you're helping people, but posts where you are stirring desire or where you're opening up and sharing your stories, those are going to be few and far between. Yes. And so if you're having trouble, you know, in your Facebook group, like that could be, that could be one of the reasons. And if I focus on these three, that's basically the thinking. Then every time I have potentially a webinar or a challenge or something else going on, the people are more willing to participate? Oh yes, of course, because they've already, they have that connection with you. They trust you. They know that, you know, the the information that you're about to offer is helpful and relevant, right? Like just, just the fact of like, you know, diagnosing their problem. Like I just think of, you know, when we go to a, do- when we go to the doctor and we say, oh, like I have a headache, right? And the doctor is like, well, you know, is it kind of like a dull pain in the back of your head? And you're like, no. And they're like, well, does it happen every time you eat spinach? And you're like, no. Like it just, you know, it gets frustrating and you end up like, you're like, well, this doctor doesn't understand anything. But if you're talking to a doctor is like, is it like a sharp pain at your temples? And you're like, yeah. They're like, does it happen every time you stand up? Yeah. Like then that trust, like you automatically, like he builds so much authority in doing that just, just from from diagnosing your problem, just from helping, from stating the exact pains that you are experiencing, right? And then if the doctor says like, well, the best thing to do is to, you know, buy this medicine, like you're going to do it because you're like, all right, like he totally gets, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's such a great metaphor. And uh, we wouldn't want a doctor that comes into the room and says, buy this medicine from me. I haven't Mm -hmm. even talked to you. I haven't even diagnosed you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like if someone was like, you know, okay, like we're going to go, like you go in, they're like, okay, it's like time for surgery. You'd be like, what? (laughs) Like, I don't even know what my problem is. Why do, like you have to tell, like, why do I need this surgery? Like, show me that you understand what's happening to me. Like, you know, like, like slow down. Everybody just need, everyone's like on this like fast track. They're just speeding ahead. And when you're first start, like if you've never made a sale in your life, 
that speed is your friend because like you need to make stuff happen. But after that, you've got to slow down and people have a really hard time with that. And that's like, that's a really big problem that I see. People are, they're just speeding through these things and they're, they're not slowing down because slowing down feels uncomfortable. And they're like, well, if I slow down, then my business isn't growing. It's like, no, like you've got to slow down. You've got to take a look at what's going on here. <laughs> this explains how, well, me building my business, I built up probably trust for months before I asked for a sale. And mm -hmm. I have many VIP clients that did the same thing. And now somebody starting new, they kind of expect it to happen today or tomorrow. And when we look back, that's actually how many of us that are successful today started our business. We, we took a lot of time to build that first trust. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, what happens is if you stay, if you stay in that mindset of like, you know, well, this is the lead time. The lead time is a couple months. Like if you're selling a high ticket premium program or service or product, like it's going to, it's going to take a little bit of time. And the good news is if you, if you're able to stay in that, like understanding and you're able to hold that understanding, then you're going to be just fine. Cause it's going to happen like rolling, right? Like you're going to get people like rolling enrollment in your stuff And that's fine. But if you start to put pressure on yourself and you're like, wait a minute, like this isn't happening fast enough anymore. Like I already, like, why am I not able to speed this up? And then you put pressure on yourself. You put pressure on your group. Like it's just, it's not a good situation. No. So slow down to speed up. I think that's our biggest takeaway and the three step framework of, you know, taking your group from being a, a Sahara to being yes. a <laughs> vibrant, vibrant jungle, let's say, of uh -huh. people who are willing to, for, to, you know, do whatever you want to do and buy your programs. Uh, Caitlin, yeah. thank you so much for sharing. We will link to your Facebook group, obviously. Oh, great. Yes. And your website in the show notes. So... I highly recommend you connect with Caitlin and join her group. She has a very active group and helping people how to profit from the Facebook group. Thank you again for joining, Caitlin. All right. Thank you so much, Sigrun. <laughs> Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 91. There you'll also find links to Caitlin plus the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.